they got it when I was still writing very small and very neat and just sort of figuring this thing out. And now my, my signature is this big, huge, black, bold... Taylor Stevens. I am the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of the Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers. And I am here today for the Taylor Stevens Show podcast with my good friend, Steve Campbell. And I actually have no idea what we're talking about today because Steve is running the show. Well, you have been gone for so long. And, um, you know, we recorded a couple episodes in advance, so people don't know that you were gone, but you've sort of been all over the country. So this episode, we're going to sort of title story from Stories from the Road. You have been to New York, to Houston. You did the signing in Dallas. You've essentially been gone and preoccupied for three and a half to four weeks. Right? Yeah, it's been it's been a long time and it's it's summer's out, you know, summer's here. So school is out and I've got, you know, kids. And so it's it's sort of sort of one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, well, whatever, just frick it. And, you know, let's just go get everything done at once. You can't say frick it on a podcast. Well, it's better than the alternative, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> OK, so let's go all the way back in time to mask release day. That you had an event at uh, Barnes and Nobles north of Dallas somewhere. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big, huge. Uh, it's a shopping area that makes you weep for mankind because it's <laughs> just everything under the sun, and you're just like, oh my god, it, 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 something like this wouldn't even exist anywhere else in the world, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe Dubai. Um, <laughs> and so they have this big thing up there and they have this huge store and it's beautiful and it's a really uh, upscale area so lots of people spend money there and so it's a really good place to to host a, an event. So what was the event like? What the, Walk us through it because some of us didn't have the opportunity to be there. So were you oh, like Steve. sitting at a table <laughs> and the people were gathered around you or were you standing up talking, bringing Tears to people's eyes. Oh, yes. I make people cry. (laughs) um, So I've been doing my uh, launches there for a few years now. So there's usually, um, I mean, the crowd's always pretty good size. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of familiar faces in the audience. So it's a little different doing an event there than going to a bookstore that I'd never been to or to a library Mm -hmm. where the crowd is all new to me. So... There's always a table for me to sit at, but I don't sit until it comes time to sign books because, I don't know, I need my hands and my full body to talk because I just am. That's the way you are? You're a a a body body talker? Okay. Yes, full body speaker. Um, And so usually they'll provide me with a microphone. And my criteria is if there's going to be more than 20 people. I'm going to need a microphone because people in the back are just not going to be able to hear me. I have a loud voice, but it's not that loud. Mm -hmm. And so usually in this case, you know, of course, there's a microphone. And it's also where this the way this store is set up and where the, the seating area is, is that anybody who walks in the very large, wide open front doors, I mean, the, the to the mall, mm-hmm. they can see that there's an event going on. So there might be people who just kind of stand up and hover at the edges. So most of the audience is going to be in, fold, in folding chairs or standing at the back or standing around. And I'll be with my back to the escalators, basically, 
Um, and I'm just chit-chatting. Like, you know, I, I'll always try and get a feel for how many new people are in the audience because then they're going to need a little bit of backstory and history. And if there's only like three or four of them and everybody else has already heard me give the same speech over and over again, then I'll just keep it real short. And then it's just like, okay, guys, it's so great to see you again. And let's talk. Let's have fun. What are your questions? Let's go for it. And it just launched right into, you know, questions and answers and, and just chit chat. You know, everybody's got um, they've got their things that they want to know, and it's just a way to interact and have fun. And in a case like like that, you're going to have people who ha- are writers, and you'll have people who have only read one of the books. So, you know, you're going to have to be careful for spoilers. And then, you know, nobody's going to be able to hear the questions that other people are asking. So, you know, you listen to the question, and then you kind of repeat the essence of it, and then you answer it. And it just it goes on like that for like an hour or so. And... You're on the ground floor? Upstairs. Okay, you're upstairs. Is that where your books would normally be sold? Um, I think so, yes. Yes, that's where they have all the fiction shelves and the new, the new tables and stuff like that. When you sign copies, like, they will, not only do the people who buy your books get them autographed, but you'll usually autograph stock for the store as well. Mm-hmm. So for about a week afterwards, they'll keep your autographed copies out on a table that anybody who's passing by can see them and buy a copy if they want. And then after that, they'll just move them to the shelves. So that's why I always tell people who ask me, you know, well, where can I get autographed books? It's keep an eye out for the events that I've done, mm-hmm. because usually the stores will still have signed stock and they will be happy to ship them to you if you buy it from them over the phone or whatever. How many people do you recognize at one of these events that have been there for all of them? Um, well, it's a frustrating thing for me because I'm really good with faces, but I'm not so good with names. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people I've interacted with through email or through Facebook, but they don't necessarily have their pictures on Facebook. They'll have a dog or a rainbow Mm -hmm. or something. And so there'll be a case of someone will come up and I'm like, okay, I know you. I know you. Just I I can't remember your name. And they'll tell me their name. And it's like, bam, okay, I've got this whole chronology in my head of how I know them from. So I'll recognize a good 10, 15 faces in the audience just from seeing them at previous events. Some of people, I try to remember names. A lot of them, I do remember names. I'm always afraid of getting a name wrong. I'm afraid of having interacted with somebody and then, you know, not remembering correctly. And I'm dealing with thousands of faces and thousands of names. So it's, it's, um, it's getting harder. It's getting harder and harder and harder to keep everything straight. And I'm, I'm just really scared of offending somebody, but it's, it's just not easy. All right. Speaking of offending people, what's the strangest thing that someone asks you to write in a, in a book when you're signing it? Oh, oh, <laughs> well, I, I don't want to, like, offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was going to be that strange. I was hoping it was. Um, I've, I've, I've had people write, and I'm sorry, plug your ears if you're offended by bad words, but I've had people have me say, oh, so-and-so, you so sorry you couldn't be here, ha, 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 and things like that, you know, um, just stuff, you know. It's it's most of the time it's pretty straightforward and really what I find most of the time is people hand me the book and I go and I want to make people happy and the thing is is some people just want a signature and the reason they want a signature is because they're collectors mm-hmm. and if you if you personalize a book it has less value on if you're planning to resell it other people want you to personalize it so I always just ask well what would you like 
And people say, oh, just put to Tom, like if their name is Tom. And I will never do that. I will, I will never. I did with the informationist when I was first signing. I didn't know any better. But now if somebody says, oh, just put to Tom, I will write to Tom. And then I will write a sentence or two to, the, to Tom um, and then sign my name. So if somebody says, oh, just sign it, then that's what I'm going to do. But it, and sometimes they'll say just sign it because they've been standing in line for 15 minutes already and they've seen what's been going on before them and they're trying to spare me yeah. the ordeal of, of writing something. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to sell this book to somebody else. It's not like that at all. They want it for themselves, but they're just being nice. Like, oh, just sign it. So then I'll just sign it and be very grateful. But anytime somebody says, and most of, most of the time what I'm faced with is, oh, I don't know, just put whatever you want or just put <laughs> to Debbie. And so in that case, I've got to rack my brain and come up with something. Very rarely it'll be a specific message. Say this to so-and-so. How big is the difference in legibility between patron one and the last patron in terms of that sentence that you write? My handwriting is pretty bad. I mean, it's pathetically bad. It's so bad that sometimes I can't even read my own writing. And, and also, I, I will sw- accidentally switch letters around and misspell words just because I... I I'm used to typing all the time. I'm not used mm-hmm. to writing anything by hand. So anybody who's ever gotten a note from me, a handwritten note, which I send them out, I send hand, I try and send handwritten notes out with every um, goodie that goes with all the giveaways on my mailing list. If you're not on my mailing list, you're totally missing out because I give away books pretty much every month. And you just came back with a lot of stuff from Thriller Fest that you're, that you're giving away. It's good stuff. Yes, so it's so, a great time to get on the list if you're not there. You know, I can't remember. How does someone get on your email list? (laughs) (laughs) Go to my website, www.taylorstevensbooks.com, and there is a Connect With Me button, and just click on that. There's a little web form, and that'll get you hooked up. If you don't ever get the confirmation email, because it's going to get a confirmation email, and you've got to click the link, and you know how it all goes. If you don't ever get that, and it does happen, then you can send me an email at contact at taylorstevensbooks.com and tell me I tried to get on your list, and I never got the emails and I'll figure it out, try and work, work with you on it. But anyway, back to your story, back to my story. So, um, anybody who's ever gotten one of these handwritten notes from me or who has seen me inscribe a book to them knows how bad and how embarrassing my handwriting is. So it's really hard for it to get any worse. (laughs) (laughs) What, what does change, (laughs) what does change is my signature over time. Um, the, the first book signed to the last book signed, the signature is going to be a little bit different. And what's really funny is how much my, I guess it's not really signature, it's my autograph, has changed from the first book to this book. And one time I was at an event and somebody brought me a book. It was a hardback of The Informationist, which those are really rare. They're hard to find. They asked me to sign it and it was already signed. And it was, I, I looked at it and my mouth dropped open. I said, oh my God, you have one of the first books I've ever signed. And they're like, how, how do you know? And I was like, give me a piece of paper. And I put my autograph on it and I said, now look at those. <laughs> <laughs> they got it when I was still writing very small and very neat and just sort of figuring this thing out. And now my, my signature is this, this big, huge black bold. And, um, and so that has changed a lot over time. But first book to last book, it's still going to be different in a signing. All right. Now I feel a little bit more like I was there in Dallas. So what was, what was next after that? Was it Houston? 
Yes. No, no, New York. New York. Okay. So after after Dallas, then you went to Thriller Fest yes. in New York and you did another uh, sort of an unofficial signing when you were up there. But first, let's talk about Thriller Fest. Was okay, that so th- what is Thriller Fest? Why is it fun? Why did you go? And who did you take Thriller- with you? Thriller Fest is it's a, a yearly event that takes place always in New York. And it, it is a um, it's a big it's a party, really. Um, it, it has a, a couple of different stages to it. They've got Craft Fest, which is an opportunity to learn from best-selling authors on how, how, how to write and just different aspects of the craft of writing. They have um, Agent Fest. Because it's New York City, and that's where most of the agents are based, it's not, there are many agents will come there to hear pitches, and they, so there's that side of it. And then there's Thriller Fest itself, which is uh, panels and keynote speak. They'll bring in, like, really well-known authors, and, you know, they'll have their keynote speakers, and there's a lot of, uh, I guess you could, cocktail parties that are sponsored by the publishers and meet and greets. And um, it's an opportunity to meet so many authors because basically authors from all over the world in the thriller genre, thriller and mystery, but mostly thrillers will, will converge uh, during that, that event. Um, so it's a lot of fun. And uh, really, honestly, the biggest fun is in the evening at the bar. That's where you'll find everybody. <laughs> it's, it's, it's well known that everything happens at the bar. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It, I, the Thriller Fest itself is like uh, from Thursday to Sunday, but I was there for a week. I flew in early so that I could also meet with people in the publishing industry. Uh, and uh, I also brought my kids with me this time around. And so it was I was being mom by day and author by night, and it was exhausting but fun. And so it was just this week-long thing of go, 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 go. And then as soon as I got back to Dallas, the next morning I flew right back out again. <laughs> I had enough time to dump everything out of my suitcase and throw in new clothes. I basically head out again, and I was down to Houston for the next event. All right. Before we leave New York, though, what was the from, – from your kids' perspective, what was the most fun thing you did? I don't know, honestly. Um, I haven't – I know they, they just really enjoyed everything that we did. And for, for them, sometimes it's, it's the, the silliest things. Um, one, on one of the days, one of my good friends who who's also lives there accompanied us and she took us to Chinatown. And so she took us to like these out of out of the way, like this is the best place to get dumplings. This is the best place to get ice cream. And so for my kids, like that's a highlight right there, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Um, and it's probably even more exciting than, you know, going on a boat around the island or to the Museum of Natural History or any of the other things that we did. Oh, yeah, that would be, I would think it would be torture. It w- would have been torture for me as a child. As an adult, I find it indes- endlessly fascinating to, to go through there. But as a child, I think I probably would have thrown oh, they, myself no, off they, uh, second They're floor. very, very, they love to learn things. So um, it was, it was fun for them. Okay, so you eventually packed them up in a suitcase with your clothes, came back to Dallas, <laughs> yes, threw everything exactly uh, into did. the living room, and, and took off again for yes. Houston with a, a joint signing uh, with a f- fellow thriller writer, Vicki Pedersen. Yeah, she's also a friend. We've become best buds. She's a, she's a fellow Dallas author, and um, we met very timidly. She wrote me, you know, uh, 
I, I hear that you're also in Dallas and, you know, maybe we could have coffee. And she confessed to me much later that she was, she'd read, she'd already read the Monroe books and um, was a huge fan of them. And she, she told me later, she's like, I was so terrified. I was thinking, if you're anything like Monroe. <laughs> oh, I was like, seriously, you, you of all people? Because she, she writes really badass female characters, too. Mm-hmm. She has been uh, doing sort of the dark fantasy side of things. And she just transitioned over to her first mainstream thriller, which is just a roller coaster ride. I mean, if you like the hair standing up against the back of your neck, then you need to pick up her book. It's called Swerve, by the way. And she's a really strong writer. But anyway, we found out, you know, we met and we just hit it off so well. And um, we became really good friends. And that we have, we share so many things in common. And it's, it's so funny because we both write these really, I guess, violent, very graphic uh, roller coaster ridey books. And we're both these sweet, happy and just almost naively innocent hype women and it's just it's funny now let's not get carried away oh you hush (laughs) (laughs) all right now i had the opportunity you in one of the emails to the cool kids uh maybe two months ago mentioned vicky's book swerve and i had the opportunity to interview her on crimefiction.fm and I would not describe her as a shrinking violet. No, not at all. Not at all. But you've never met her in real life, have you? I have not. So it would have been She's fun so to be there in sweet. Houston because I see both of you as these, like, tornadoes. And, and I, I can picture you standing next to one another talking about your books and beating each other with, the, with hardback oh, no. it, copies it was, of them. It was and, even worse than that. See, um... I have this thing, as if anybody's been listening to this podcast for a while, I do not read my own work. I cannot stand hearing my own work read. I, I, I refuse to read it. I've never done a reading. So when we get down there, Vicky's like, and I don't think she did it specifically for this reason. She was just being off the cuff and funny. And she's like talking about how much of a fan she is of my work. And she's like, I should probably do it. I should do a dramatic reading of your work. And I said, yes. And then I said, no. <laughs> She just picks up that book and opens it up, and I plug my ears. I go, la, 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 I'm not listening. And there's actually a picture of that posted on my Facebook page. You might have to find it. And um, unbeknownst to me, because I've got my ears plugged, and I'm going, la, 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 she's like, Vicki Pedersen is a much better writer than I am. <laughs> and she's just that is funny. me, and everybody's laughing, and I can't hear a thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's Vicky for you. So no, she's not. She's, she's no shrinking violet, but she's really, really sweet and kind and a really good person. And it's just not both of us. We're just not the type of people. If you just had a conversation with us and you're just sitting, listening to us laugh and banter, you'd never in a million years think that we write what we write. That's interesting. That's a great story. And these have been great stories from the road. I, I can attest that Vicky's book is a roller coaster ride indeed. It's, it's a total thrill fest. And uh, so once you've finished all of Taylor's books, yeah, probably you probably should read give my Vicky's books first. Come on, guys. Yeah, you have to. You, yeah, that, that's a given. But give, <laughs> give Swerve uh, a try because it's a, it's a fun ride. Yes, do, do, do. What else do we have? Anything else today? You're running the show, Steve. Uh Uh-oh. Call to action. All right, then.
Well, since we mentioned your email list earlier, I think I think we should mention it again. You 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 came back with a lot of goodies from Thriller Fest, and I mentioned that you probably threw the kids in the luggage. You probably had to buy some extra luggage to get all this stuff back that you bought. And so there's all these potential giveaways for people that are on the list. Who are on the list and read the email and, and respond read, to it. Yes, yes, because that's critical. Some people like me read the email every month looking for our name and we never see it. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I know people, there are people that whose names are there and they're not reading it. Yes, and that, that happens me. too. And, and when somebody's name gets a shout out and they don't respond, that book just gets rolled over to the next to the next month. And there are also people who are looking for their names and they don't find them and then they write me to say why didn't I win this month and I say um <laughs> because there's like a 0. 0.004 <laughs> chance every time I enter you <laughs> I don't know. Well, averages though eventually over the course of 37 years I am going to be <laughs> listed on that on that email list yes. at some point. I know I am and I know what I'm going to get is like um I don't know, a coaster or something. I don't do coasters. All right, good. But I, I know I really try and, and do fun things. And um, if I run out of books from other people, then I will probably do books from of my own, of like, you know, autograph books or whatever, which people are like, why don't you just do those? And I'm like, because you already have them, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> not everybody. It's, not it's... everybody can make it to Dallas or to no, Houston but, or to New um, York. I, I do try. I do try um, to send, like, if somebody requests a book plate and I have them, I'll autograph a book plate and, and mail them. If you send me a self-addressed stamp envelope, I'm running out of them and I got to figure out how to get some printed. Anyway, bah, I'm just, I'm rambling now. Okay. Anyway, that's the call to action. If you're not on the email list, get on the email list. If you are on the email list and for some reason or other you haven't been getting the emails, send Taylor an email and let her know because nothing gets her more excited than being able to reconnect with someone. So yeah, that's our call to action. And okay. we will talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. Awesome. See you guys next week.